Welcome back to another episode of the Transform Your Life podcast. I'm Angela Hauk, founder of the international online coaching business, Team Ange. I'm an expert in building muscle and losing fat, a natural figure and fitness pro athlete with the UFE, and a lover of everything personal development. I'm a mom, a businesswoman. Most days, I just feel like a hot mess trying to keep it all together. I spent the first two decades of my life overweight, tired, hating vegetables, and living off Pepsi. I got sick and tired of feeling tired every day and decided to transform my life. This fitness and nutrition podcast is dedicated to educating and empowering listeners on all things training, nutrition, and personal development. I'm on a mission to help you improve your body, achieve your goals, live a confident and fulfilled life stepping into your full potential. So let's help you transform physically and mentally to a person that's been hiding underneath all along. Let's do it. What's up guys? It is great to have you back for another episode. I am just coming off of a vacation. I was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania for the past couple of days recharging. I went with my mom, my sister, and my two-year-old toddler and we were in the car six hours each way and yeah just making memories exploring we went to the zoo we did this cool little train ride going down the side of the mountain in pittsburgh we splashed around in the water steps and just had a really great couple of days together so that's what i'm coming back from and i have to admit i'm recording this intro pretty early in the morning right now and i woke up and was like man oh man all I need in my life right now is a Forcematic Lion's Mane coffee to get my brain on fire, to get rid of this brain fog that I kind of woke up with, and to just get really productive and get shit done today. So I actually have, today I'm working, tomorrow I'm working, and then I'm off to Montreal for my bachelorette this weekend. So kind of like a vacation week all around, but wanted to make sure that I still was pumping out content for you guys and making sure that you guys were getting some great information that you'll be able to apply in your own journey. So anywho, we got the lion's mane that I'm sipping on right now and if you guys are interested in giving this coffee a try I highly highly recommend it if you've listened to any of the previous episodes of the podcast you've probably heard me rave about this coffee but it's because it is so damn good so if you want to go check it out forcematic.com forward slash and and you are going to save some moolah so you can either buy the little pods so those are great if you want to use it in the Keurig or you can buy uh, the drip coffee and then you can make a pot of it or you can just get the little packages which is the way that I love because they travel quite a bit so with the little packages you literally put your hot water into your cup you use the little package you give it a little stir and once you consume this you're like okay time to get shit done and that is why I absolutely love it. I went from waking up being like, oh, I don't want to get a bed of bed to feeling fantastic right now. So anyways, go check it out, guys. That's all I got about the Force of but I did want to let you know that we got the really, really cool guest on today. We have Vince Pitstick from Nutrition Dynamic who is going to share some dynamic information, guys. You guys are going to absolutely love this man. So Vince Pitstick is a nutritional therapist. He is the owner and founder of Nutrition Dynamic. He's been in the field for over 15 years, started as a personal trainer and a competitor, and then he began a functional medicine journey about 10 years ago. He works with everybody from the top of the line sports performers to 
the disease management programs in the US. He specializes in online nutrition programs and functional medicine health coaching. So we have a really freaking cool conversation today because we are talking all about ovarian adrenal thyroid axis imbalance, which is something that maybe you guys have no idea about, I didn't know anything about, and it's really just the relationship between stress, thyroid, and your hormones. So this is right up my alley because you guys, I've been having these crazy hormone issues coming off of my show, trying to decide if I'm going to do the World Pro Championships just based on getting some blood work back that kind of scared me a little bit. So we have a really great conversation today all about hormones. We talk about like our competitors fucked, are is competing really messing women up so badly that their hormones are not repairable anymore. So, so we talk about that. We talk about how competing can impact your ability to have children. And we really just have an opportunity to talk about how we deal with hormone imbalances, how we know if we have a hormone imbalance, and just we get down and dirty about how stress can be impacting just all of the other systems of the body. So let's do it. All right, guys, so I have Vince with me today. Hi, Vince, how's it going? Hi. All right, and can you tell our audience a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do? Yes, so my name is Vince Pitstick. I am the owner and co-founder of Nutrition Dynamic. It is a full-spectrum health and wellness center that includes everything from online health coaching, manufacturing and development of medical-grade supplementation, personal training online or in office, and then we actually have two locations where you know actual training and actual classes are being done too as another outlet of our process. I'm a certified first-line therapist, which is somebody that does medical nutritional programming inside like a medical office background, of course, in education and, and nutrition. And then I've worked for a couple functional medicine companies like Metagenics is one of the global leaders that helps companies develop, like medical companies create health systems inside their medical practice. And I did that for a very long time. I've been in the health and wellness field 15 years. Way before that, it was just about fitness and getting buff. And you know, I didn't think it would turn into this, this thing it is today. You know, I've also been a competitor. I competed professionally for a few years, got myself to a point it was, it was close to, you know, making it sticking around long enough. I probably would have a pro and things like that, but it was not my passion anymore. It was like passion was full spectrum health and wellness and, and building businesses and things like that. So I've got a full kind of background between functional medicine and like how the body works functionally from a scientific perspective and medical perspective and a performance perspective working with athletes and things like that. Amazing, amazing. Well, Vince, this is this is totally perfect because the listeners of the podcast have been listening and watching my own personal journey. I did my show in May and where I'm at did right you, now- Did you do a show? You did a show? I've done a bunch of shows, but I went pro in May, so- Congratulations! I didn't know that part, so <laughs> congratulations. That, wow. That's, so- What an accomplishment. Yeah, so, so that happened. But what has happened since that is, so I don't know, I feel like the universe speaks in mysterious ways, but anyway, so I was like, okay, well, I haven't had blood work done in a long time. And we knew that like, we know we want to add to our family. I have one son, he's two, we want to add another one. So I'm like, let's just get some blood work done. Cause I feel like shit, most people do coming off of a show, the end of a show and prep in general, you feel pretty crummy. So I'm like, let's just get some blood work done. So that brings us to where I'm at right now, which is my blood work essentially says I have like no hormones. <laughs> I have like nothing going on. Ironically, my thyroid is apparently fine according to my naturopath, but we'll talk more about that. Okay. That's yeah. So we have that. And then my vitamin D is really 
low. But what that brings me now to is how in the world is contest prep affecting what's going on hormonally? Also, how is it affecting like the ability to have children and get pregnant like in the future? Those are all personal questions that I have, but I'm sure tons of our listeners are very interested in that as well. So yeah, you laid out a lot there. Yeah, that is the story though of of not just you exactly of, of not just competition. That's the modern chronic dieter, which represents majority of American women. Mm-hmm. So you're really telling the same story. It's just yours took a competition road. Yeah, but if you chronically diet, the average American woman will attempt to lose weight 14 to 17 times in her life. She'll effectively try to lose weight for 30 to 40 years. Okay, mm-hmm. of her life. And that in of itself is like this big competition with yourself, right? This back and forth, gain it, lose it, gain it, lose it, the emotional concept that goes with that and the, and all the things and all the components that are comprised in that. And that's that, that's that same story. And, you know, it, you laid it up perfectly because, okay, you come out of prep and you look at your blood work. And women and men, too, all, they they get somewhere, they've been doing something to themselves for a while, their lifestyle, we'll call it, and they look at their number and they see where they're at. And one of the things that's important is what what is functional medicine? What is that? That is looking how systems work together to create functions in the body and then trying to find out what the root cause of those issues are that are creating the dysfunction. If you spoke to a medical practitioner, maybe a cardiologist or an endocrinologist, and you went in and you said you had high blood pressure, they would chase the symptom of high blood pressure and give you a blood pressure medicine for it. A functional medicine practitioner is going to look at, well, what are the systems that are involved in making it higher? And then what's the root cause of that? Is it their lifestyle? Is it hormones? Is it genetics? Right? What is the components that are involved that have created this outcome? And so in a situation like yours, the first thing that I always try to tell people is that don't look at lab work as this very stagnant number in time. Lab work is a description of function that have really has gone on for the last anywhere from three years to three months. So especially with competitors, I try to remind them, they go in and they show their labs to a, a physician or they get their labs drawn. A physician doesn't understand competition, okay? So they're gonna think something's diseased like right away, like what is going on here? But really what's happened is the body has been under this environment of stress for 12, 16, hell, sometimes 24 weeks, right? And it's a description of what actually was going on in that 24 weeks, not this stagnant number in time. And that's very important. Labs tell a story. It's not just about raising and lowering numbers because that's just not going to get you anywhere. And that's the danger of just like trying to fill the dots. And maybe that's a conversation for another day. But what's interesting is, and this is something that we and you kind of decided we wanted to try to chat about, is what was under assault that whole time was your oat, mm-hmm. ovarian adrenal thyroid axis. Mm-hmm. And that's what women's, any women that, that do this, or generally any women who lives in American, standard American lifestyle, is under an attack, an assault by, uh, on their oat. And again, it's how the ovaries and adrenals and thyroid essentially talk to each other. In that axis, there's about eight glands or eight organs. They're all interacting. So when you go through a prep like that, you're not necessarily broken because it's not a stagnant number. Your body went through a certain environment and now we need to give it a different environment to get it to come back. Now, sometimes you can take an environment like that so far that it does break something or we'll call it break, but cause a disease. With your vitamin D getting low a lot of times and stress hormones being high, you're at high risk for an autoimmune disease, right? So if you chronically prep moving forward without strong, long duration refeeds and off season, you're gonna be at high risk for a lot of issues. Mm -hmm. So that number also tells you something else about not necessarily where you're at, 
but where you where you could head, right? So a, n- a number is never stagnant. It's ever moving. And if we understand the environment that that number is in, it starts p- painting a picture of what's going on. And so, you know, that's where I like to talk with women a lot about the adrenal thyroid axis, the oat axis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with the axis, how would somebody be able to tell, like, I may be out of whack or I may have an imbalance? Like what would be some symptoms that they might be noticing for themselves? Well, this is a great question. There's, pr- there's probably 20 of them. But there's five, if I could probably narrow it down. The first is obvious fatigue, Mm -hmm. but it's not just fatigue. It's fatigue that starts to dip into something we call lethargy. And lethargy is actually different than fatigue. Fatigue is like, oh man, I had a long day. I feel tired. Lethargy is more like you're sitting there and in your mind, you're like, get up, get up, get up. And then maybe five, 10 seconds later, you get up. Those are two distinct different areas where it's coming from. Fatigue or is comes from the tiring of, the, of cortisol being secreted in the body. Now it's dropping, okay? So it's, you've used, you've been moving a lot, you've been doing a lot. And so fatigue can also be adrenal fatigue if you've just been too stressed out too long. But lethargy is when the body starts having all of these, this kind of dysfunctions or dysrhythmia, as I like to call it, that start like weighing it down. You actually produce less energy and that's lethargy. Like your mitochondria aren't really even producing enough. A lot of times it comes from not feeding yourself enough, but it also comes from ovarian adrenal thyroid imbalance to where basal metabolic rate kind of declines. So the same caloric load you probably experienced that would make you cut before wasn't making you cut after or something like that or, or feeding back up to a certain volume didn't make you gain weight, but now it does, right? So the production and burn all get systemically lowered. And so... That's, that's probably one of the first ones is fatigue and lethargy. Second would be digestive discomfort, probably bloating, uh, water in the abdomen, constipation, feeling full, like you feel like you got a baby after you eat food. That typically is another one because high stress, long durations of time, your body doesn't do parasympathetic activities very well. And what are those? Uh, rest, digest, recover, repair, and remember. Those are all parasympathetic, rest and digest functions. So like when you're relaxing, things that work really well, that don't work really well when you're fight or flight, training, doing whatever. You wouldn't want your body being focused on how it goes to the bathroom when you're like lifting weights, right? Mm -hmm. Sympathetic and parasympathetic function. And so, you know, digestion is one of those. So it starts getting a little bit more poor or doesn't function as well. And you'll start noticing it. Hormone imbalance would be the next one. You either start going estrogen dominant or androgen dominant, typically estrogen dominant. So you'll really start getting watery on your bottom end. You know, more your like hamstrings, glutes, upper thighs, hips. You probably, you, you usually, a lot of them get amenorrhea. So they stop cycling. Some of them just get erratic, you know, periods. They're, they're not clean on 28, 30 day cycle timings or anything like that and they're either really short or way too long or they spot in the middle of it okay women get uncomfortable when men start talking about things like spotting but i have to with my clients mm-hmm. I, first thing i do with my clients is like i talk about how they go to the bathroom and how they bleed and they get this like it's it's uh it's always interesting working with them it's, just, it's funny but you know and then let's see what was that three i think i just gave you three correct so then four would be what about loss of libido and hair loss so that goes with hormones. That's okay. usually the loss of progesterone and testosterone, but it doesn't, it depends because if you lose your libido all the way, you usually are low in all hormones, mm-hmm. right? That's me. So that, <laughs> vaginal dryness goes right along with that. Yeah. Typically. Estrogen dominant. You'll know you're estrogen dominant if your libido has gone, but you don't have vaginal dryness. 
Okay. That's one way you'll know. And then usually eyebrows thinning and things like that, or hair loss. Hair loss in that is a combination of both thyroid acting funny and progesterone. Elevated stress hormones will hyperconvert progesterone. So you've got sex hormones and you got stress hormones. And when you're out there, you know, in caloric deficit, you're training a lot, you're um, stressing a lot about just life, your body will say, oh, I need to produce, your pituitary will tell your adrenal glands to produce more adrenal hormone, cortisol, okay? Cortisol, when it gets really high, and it needs to stay high to keep you moving and keep you going, you need cortisol to move, your, t your adrenal glands get tired. So then it can't produce as much as your demand says you need, so it'll steal it from progesterone. So probably, you know, thyroid and hair would probably be fourth, and nails getting brittle, and then the fifth would probably be anxiety because the progesterone conversion to cortisol creates anxiety. Gut disbalance creates some anxiety. You have more neurotransmitters in your gut. You have 70% of your serotonin, norepinephrine, epinephrine, dopamine, all those things. They're, they're housed in your gut, not in your brain. So when you get a lot of gut issues, you start getting anxiety, but it's also double whammy because that progesterone is being converted into cortisol. Hmm. This is all very interesting because I was also diagnosed with GERD. I didn't even have to know that. I mean, it's, it, it works just like that. Yeah. And then I'm like, do I actually have GERD or is it like related to everything or is the prep causing the GERD or what? Well, I don't even know. But it was a medical doctor that, that mm -hmm. essentially... So here we go. Yeah. So we'll take it from the medical doctor's point of view. Yeah. So we can see it from a, a standard physician, which is also called an allopath. Okay. Who studies allopathic medicine. And allopaths are trained as a medical physician to look at the systems as, as 12 different independent systems. So when you look at the gut, you're almost looking at the stomach by itself, right? Mm -hmm. But then that totally discounts how we got there. You're just looking at the system. The, it just ended up in the stomach. And now you're just looking at the stomach saying, where is it at in the stomach? Well, the reality is, okay, you turn back and you say, okay, let's give a functional perspective to it. High cortisol keeps you fight or flight. So enhanced strengths, senses, right? Alertness, dopamine function for focus. Those are all sympathetic operations. When you're in a competition or you're hardcore pushing it for weight loss, that's where your body's going to want to stay because your lifestyle is there. So it's trying to adapt to its environment to help you succeed in your environment. Not to lose weight, but to succeed and stay alive in your environment. Your body could care less if you look good in a bathing suit. It's trying to keep you alive and optimal in the environment that you're in. Well, you've got all those parasympathetic things. So one of the first things that starts happening in a female's prep, particularly in bikini, okay, is that, and then it happens in figure two. But usually the more muscle you put on, the less your more body stress your body can handle. And that can be a conversation for another day. But your body starts secreting less and less stomach acid. So GERD doesn't come from hyperhydrochohedria. So like making hydrochloric acid, your body starts reducing its amount that it makes. Because it's not focused on that, being that it's not in parasympathetic function. And a lot of the foods that we eat and the water we drink is acidic already. So the body reads that and then decides how much acid it's going to secrete because of it. It reads your, your, your pH in your stomach. So now you're secreting less digestive enzymes for food. So then that food sits on your stomach lining and it irritates it. And that can either cause a GERD by itself, like pressure and buildup and irritation, but it can also lead to acid reflux where it's coming up a little bit, right? Up the esophagus. Very, very common. You don't want to put a proton pump inhibitor on that PPI like Prevacid. I'm sure that's what they tried to prescribe you. Mm -hmm. was, was, you know, that's the exact wrong thing to do. Mm -hmm. Because what proton pump inhibitors do is they prevent 
the secretion of the acid, mm. which will take away the pain in the in the short. But now here again, it's going to cause all these other problems because years of not breaking down food doesn't get rid of the problem. Mm-hmm. It makes the problem worse because now you can't break down your proteins to recover from your workouts. You can't absorb key nutrients, manganese, magnesium, potassium. So those start to get depleted in your body. Calcium. So they now have to put on the label that proton pump inhibitors or antacids like that create osteopenia or osteoporosis. Hmm. They are also the gateway to protect you from parasites, pathogens, bad bacterias. So when you start pulling away that acid, that opens the gates for these things to get into your gut and cause these problems. Those are, it's a terrible idea to take one of those. So then, okay, Vince, if I don't take the medication and my stomach hurts, what do I do? Well, the fact is you just have irritation in the tissue lining because the food sat there. So the first thing we have to do is get rid of the irritation and that can be easily done with large amounts of glutamine, aloe, uh, zinc carnosine, cinnamon, anti-inflammatory herbs, ginger, turmeric, those kind of things, and use those on the stomach lining. And then your body can now start accepting digestive enzymes, heavy amounts of them, so you can start breaking your food down again. And then once you've stayed in off-season for a while, your body will recover and you'll go back to digesting food on your own again. So see, like, that's how these things work. But if you don't take a functional stance on it, you're going to get stuck taking meds right away because you look at a lab or a symptom as just a stagnant number and you say, I've got this condition. Well, no, you got that condition because of a certain set of circumstances. Let's deal with those circumstances and you won't have that condition anymore. And then you won't go down the path of, like, medicine and medications and, like, I'm diseased. No, you're not. You know, you're just in a place of dysfunction or or just side effect from competing, going hard, you know? Mm-hmm, hmm So are there ways in which we can minimize the amount of stress that we're putting on the body throughout a prep and post-show, mm-hmm. or are we just doomed because it's the nature of the, of, the, of the way that we have to do it? So there's a couple things that need to happen here, and this is something I've been a really big proponent, proponent for. One is I believe, if we're talking about competition, I fully believe and support and will be a proponent of, and I know that other coaches are starting to come behind me. I'm the minority right now, but trust me, in 15 years, I will be the overwhelming majority that says we need to find a new way to cut our bikini competitors. Because, or, or you have to tr- create another division where they don't have to be so small. And, and I, that's another conversation for another day, but things have to change because I know we do like some market research and we've been looking at different, you know, the number of people that we see compete versus have an issue. It looks to be about one in three to one in four women get some form of metabolic damage or resistance or, or something major happens to them from competition dieting. And it's all in the bikini realm, unless you go higher up and it has to do with because of steroids or something else. And that is an unacceptable number. So some things have to happen. One is, and this is also goes for people that diet. They need to be smarter about how they diet. How long you, you diet aggressively for, and then when you come back up, how you do your refeeds. Take it easy on the training. Don't go seven days a week. That's not going to help you. You've got to recover. You know, more is not more. I say this on every show that I go on. One Tylenol is great. So 16 would be amazing, right? No, 16 will be your last headache. You know, so these are the things we have to think about in terms of like finding a middle ground while we're trying to achieve our goal. Understanding pace. But the second thing that we can do, um, no matter anybody, no matter how hard they're going, is using adaptogens. These are herbs that help balance physiologic stress in our body so that our glands continue to communicate on a high level. Because all metabolic slowdown is, or these functions having issues, 
is a lack of communication. It gets a, what we call a dissignaling between the thyroid to the adrenals, the adrenals to the testes, the how insulin and glucose and thyroid and cortisol interact, all these things. And when you overproduce way too much of one thing, it starts throwing the system off. And so what you have to do is even it back out. And what protects that and keeps your system very elastic or flexible are adaptogens. These are herbs that are non-toxic that are designed to help your body adjust as your environment adjusts. Some really popular ones that people are aware of are like Asian ginseng, licorice, licorice root, not like licorice, the licorice, and rhodiola. Some, but the ones that are becoming more popular, especially for women to get them to kind of balance but calm down, one of the big ones, ashwagandha, bacopa is a really, really good one that people are just learning about, Chinese skullcap, and marshmallow root. And these are becoming bigger and bigger names and getting more popular. But that's one thing that people can do right away. The other things for, are in the basics. The basics are there for a reason. We get all so caught up in numbers and this new workout and this new thing and all these things. And the reality is, if you're not resting the amount that you're putting your body through something, you're not going to, you're going to do damage. So sleeping, drinking enough water, eating all of your food, do not starve yourself, eat all of your meals, you know, and even if you overeat, make sure the next day you eat the same amount of food. Don't do that dysfunctional eating where it's like, oh, I ate too much yesterday. I'll I won't eat as much today. All that throws your body off, you know, so all that's unhealthy. You got to sleep. I don't care if your body's telling you, you don't have to sleep because the stress hormone, it'll tell you, you'll sleep less and you'll be less hungry. I don't care what your body's telling you. It's not intuitive in that state. So you, you got to do what's been put before you and follow a process. And those are some of the big suggestions up front. There are a few other things you can do. You can protect your thyroid with thyroid support, protect your adrenals with adrenal support. Those things are really, really important. And then the digestive enzyme and a probiotic. You know, that'd be the lineup that I would suggest anybody going into something that's going to be aggressive and they want to come out okay. Mm -hmm. So those are great suggestions, Vince. What about some things not to do, things to avoid altogether that you think are dangerous? All right, here we go. That's a great question. I'm glad you asked that. The number one thing that has to go is cortisol-inducing products. So unless you're trying to induce fat burn, so like, okay, listen, in a prep, you know, you're a pro, okay? When you're taking it to the line and we're, we're staying right now, we're, we're, we're staying in the natural conversation, okay? Yeah. There are things you may use. You may use ephedra, okay? You may use 7-keto. You may use other thermogenics. You, you, you may do some of these things. If you're going to do those, or even if you're not, try to avoid them as much as possible. Because any more that you stimulate yourself that way, you'll eat more muscle tissue. If you have to lose weight using stimulants, you will eat muscle tissue at a more unfavorable rate, okay? So the number one thing that people need to stop doing and the market's lying about and bodybuilding's lying about and the industry's lying about is, is pre-workout. Pre-workout has to go. Stop taking it. Stop, especially women, all right? The research is clear. When you take something that stimulates cortisol, you render almost zero your ability to absorb amino acids. So you know how they're making all these amino acid drinks with pre-workout in them? It's totally contraindicated to the, to the research, right? But more importantly, the problem is it's jacking their cortisol. And it's throwing off what's called your circadian rhythm. So when you're supposed to wake up, cortisol goes up. You're supposed to go to bed, cortisol goes down. But when you start manipulating that with all the caffeine and pre-workouts and all of that stuff, you are really jacking that natural balance up. And you're going to shift your oat really hard. When you're jacking cortisol all day, you're also jacking glucose. And then you're making it crash because there's no food in the system to support it. The other one, and this one's huge, 
is fake sugars, the aspartames, the even even way overdoing stevia, all the diet stuff that actually plummets your sugars. It makes you go hypoglycemic. And that's when you start eating muscle tissue too. And so all the women we see here, because I work with a lot of pros and competitors, they did one of those things wrong. They either jacked themselves up too much all the time or living on coffee and stims, right? Or they were sweetaholics and they thought they were cheating the system by dumping, you know, stevia or sweet and low or something on their foods. And really midday, they were actually getting huge drops in their sugars and it actually makes you eat muscle tissue when it's aggressively dropping like that. So those are two big ones for me. Mm-hmm. No, those are amazing. And I think that's going to provide a lot of value to the people that are listening, because I think that is a perspective that a lot of people have never heard or never really had it explained in that way, Vince. So thank you. Now, you mentioned some herbs and some supplements that people might be able to give a go to. Where would they pick something like that up? Would most of those things be available at a natural health food store or where would you go? Well, okay. So with supplementation, my original career, even though I was in fitness the whole time, my original career was in research and supplement development. And what you have to understand is that what research comes out on something and then what's actually in somebody's product is usually never the same thing. Okay. So consumer grade products is a bit like going to steak and shake, trying to get a prime rib. Okay. So you're at a consumer grade, inexpensive based market, trying to find something high grade, mm. and it's not gonna happen. but you're looking for a therapeutic outcome. You're looking for whatever the bottle says for it to become a reality. And for that to happen, you have to have a really, really potent stuff that's been assayed and tested like a drug that has one of the, at least one of the three global GMP company certifications, NPA, NSF, or TGA. And it's really important. Now, there are companies that are NSF and and NPA that can't put it on the label because they kind of con you with trying to make you pay thousands of dollars. But they'll usually be able to put on the label that they are a GMP facility or they're made in a GMP facility, which is what you'll find on a lot of the companies that we we only use certified companies at, at Nutrition Dynamic. So what I said was, how do I get a medical grade product that also was good for performance? Because most true medical grade products, I don't care what people say out there, true medical grade products, they're usually made for the medical industry. And we use those here because I've got dietitians and doctors that work with me. And we have all those products here. Those companies are like pure encapsulations, metagenics. Those kind of, but they don't make stuff for the competitor and they don't make stuff for the average like woman that's looking for like weight outcomes and changes. So how do we take the medical grade in the science of functional medicine, but make it performance-based, right? How do we do that? Well, that's why me and Jason Theobald, he is a IFBB pro and he's a head of Scooby Prep, came together and said, how do we make the most optimal performance products that change, that work like functional medicine together and we're medical grade. And so we created a company called New Ethics. Uh, that's with an uh, X, New Ethics Formulations. You can check out newethics.com. We've got products designed to protect people from metabolic damage, metabolic resistance, metabolic slowdown, any of these issues that they can go through. Again, so the easy one is to keep cortisol down at night and right when you wake up. So we got a product called Cordy's. Cordy's will lower cortisol so that when you're supposed to have it up, you'll have your energy. And then you're not going through, it helps with anxiety and sleep and it actually increases your metabolism because your cortisol can't be too high all the time or you slow your metabolism down. It's a fantastic product. And then for the oat issue, we've got a product called Estrocort. It literally is all the stages of like protecting the oat system by giving herbs like ashwagandha for stress and then cleaning out estrogens because a lot of people get so estrogen dominant it's got to get cleaned out but then slowing down the conversion naturally and working at every stage in the hormone process to make sure that your hormones stay optimal when you're in a prep 
or in aggressive dieting, that's called EstroCore. We have made the whole system for a competitor or their modern workout woman to protect themselves when pushing themselves in an aggressive environment. And that's what New Ethics is. So you can check it out at newethics.com. Nice. And we'll be sure to put that in the show notes so that you guys can go and give that a look. Now, I'm just curious. So I kind of want to circle back to where we're at right now. Have I damaged myself to the point that I will no longer be able to get pregnant? Because I think that in my heart, it's I'm possible. like, no, you think that it's po- it's possible? Oh, no, no. It's a good question. Sorry. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, in, my, in my heart, I'm like, I'm fine. I'm going to repair from this. This is only like a temporary period of time. And if I put all of these things into place and put some of the action steps into place that you've suggested here, it is very, I'm very hopeful that my hormones will be able to repair from the process. And prior to this most recent show, I took five years like in between. So like, it's not my goal to compete on a regular basis or do a bunch of shows in a row just because I know how damaging it can be and it wouldn't support the other goal. So I'm sure there's people out there, similar situations, and they may be afraid about about what that is looking like. So what are your thoughts on how that would impact your ability to have children? This is where it gets a little technical because you're dealing with genetic precursors. We do genetic testing here. Okay. So if you got, just so you know, if you have certain sets of genes, like uh, there's COMP-T, MTHFR, which is when it's becoming popular, it is possible to turn those genes on in your body when competing and it become really hard, hard to cycle ever again, okay? Mm. It is possible. It's a little more rare, but it is possible. So just understand that in any competing format, there's always a little risk that you will have to use some form of IVF therapy or you're going to have to you know, work with a functional practitioner to get your hormones back on. It's very, very, very rare that it'll never come back. We do it here all the time. I mean, half of what I'm doing now is getting competitors cycles back. Mm-hmm. We're doing it at a very high rate. So typically, no, it's not an issue. If you have a night right off, the right off seasons, you should probably bring your cycle back before you compete again. Probably you shouldn't run long periods of time without having a cycle. Mm-hmm. I have an IUD, so I also don't have a period for that reason. So yeah. I also don't know if I'm... I will tell you for me, playing, being a competitor, keeping an IUD in like the Morena... Yes, that's what I have. ...is a dangerous game. Okay. I would not, we highly... If you need to do your research on the Morena, they're not publishing all the side effects that come with that, that, that IUD. That is I am, good. I, we are highly against it at Nutrition Dynamic. You got to remember, they release these steroids, and they only do three or six-month studies on them, and then they're left in your body for years and years at a time, and you don't know the side effects of them, for 20, 30 years, it's been exposed to a population. Mm-hmm. There are, if you want to have a conversation after this, we can talk about if you're going to go the birth control route, I recommend copper IUD. It's a non-hormonal IUD. They're going to make the argument that all oh, your periods will be really rough and all these things. That's only because you're cleaning out the other IUD or cleaning out the other birth control. But if you take natural, like you eat seeds and Mediterranean-like diet and you live a relatively healthy lifestyle, it is not going to be horrible cycles all the time. Like that's just not true. Maybe for a couple months to get the system even out, but you don't, you do not want to manipulate my, your hormones in my personal opinion and trust that to a drug. I just, I, 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 I wouldn't for my girlfriend, my family, my, you know, people I care about, I wouldn't, and I'm not going to recommend it to my clients or people that I'm talking to on the air right now, because everyone that comes in here usually goes and works with their doctor to get off of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. So because they, they hold your hormones irregularly. So, like, Mirena lowers your progesterone level. Yeah. So it, cre- 
anxiety can create anxiety and then you don't if you're in prep and you're not cycling and then you don't cycle with the marina like you don't know where you're at this is what I, this is the danger is like long-term competition or like birth controls and weight loss and stress like you do that to your body for a long time and then you haven't cycled in forever and so you've been cycling five to eight years that's when you run the risk of having to go ivf because you need to try to get your cycle to come back first and then every so often and then if it shuts off during prep you'll just bring it back mm -hmm. you know what i mean like that's yeah. my personal opinion to anyone listening the longer it goes the harder it is to make come back mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And i've been working with that a lot a long time yeah yeah very very interesting because when i brought it up to my naturopath i said is that affecting is the fact that i have an iud affecting what my hormone levels are showing on this blood work and her response was no but i thought to myself if it's morena it has to be affecting it because i'm not menstruating and i haven't menstruated ever since like since i got pregnant with my first son so let i thought me, that me, like i thought that naturopaths okay <laughs> I used to love them. Uh -huh. I used to, like when I was coming up as a functional medicine like consultant, I used uh -huh. to love them. The, the colleges and like the way they're being trained is starting to get very like, everyone's getting the same thing. Like it's getting very cookie cutter. And I'm finding more and more, there are some great naturopaths. Listen, you find yourself good naturopath, you hang on to dear life. They are very special, amazing people. But I know that even naturopaths will agree with me when I say that all these naturopaths running out into the market, you have to be very careful with who you pick and whatever they picked up and they're mm -hmm. using because they're, they're turning very allopathic. Like they're, they're looking at things very, even though it's supposed to be functional, it just turns into just more of a functional like allopathic process and that's dangerous because the naturopaths really could have filled a, a slot that the American needs but more often than not I got people coming to me complaining about the naturopath community because a lot of the answers that they're getting because you and I both know that is at, look look online okay mm -hmm. that's just not true like hormones they are they have to impair them in order to shut off your ability to get pregnant exactly so lower progesterone and they actually and this is the trick they raise estrogen not lower they'll tell you They'll tell you they lower it. That is not true. When you look at levels, maybe you're low for estrogen dominance. Maybe you're not like an estrogen, like you're really high in estrogen, right? You, you might be moderate to moderate low, but because you've got no uh, progesterone, really, you're estrogen dominant. Because mm -hmm. it's, it's in relation to it. In relationship, yeah. you are now estrogen dominant. Mm -hmm. And that's going to create a huge behavioral shift because the amount of progesterone that's attached to a cell and receptor site and estrogen, if they get out of ratio, that's what creates side effects a lot of times. You can have varying levels of estrogen and progesterone, but they need to be in their relationship. Mm -hmm. A bit like cholesterol, right? So, so it's just very concerning when I hear conventional wisdom being said like that. And it just shows a fundamental disconnect between medicine and understanding how it works and then understanding functionally the outcome from that. Mm -hmm. mm. Oh, that's so good in terms of providing a lot of insights. And I know I'm so not alone, like even talking about this, like online, you get so many women that are going through the exactly same thing. So thank you for providing all of this to us. Uh, we are not going to stop here. The no. Nutrition dynamic. We are dedicating to getting this information. This, I'm so glad we did this because mm -hmm. this is the, this is the fundamental purpose for me working. I, we make plenty of money. It's not the point. I, I don't do any of this day in and day out my whole life uh, because uh, we're trying to bring in a paycheck. Like there are women 
and men and because of the way the medical system is and the way that conventional wisdom is in America that are at risk of losing everything great about life, which is their health, wellness, and vitality. Mm -hmm. And that's why, and that's the point of living. And, and so we're, we're dedicated through social media, through all of our outlets and our network relationships and what we're going to be coming out with our podcast and YouTube page and stuff. And it's the whole thing is just to provide awareness. Absolutely. So why don't you give us a little bit of a shameless plug of all the stuff that you do and, and maybe some more details about these projects, just in case yeah. there's people that well, are listening so that are first, like, I want to know more. Right. So first, if you want access to medical grade supplementation and you want to trust what you're getting, we're building our online store. It's at nutritiondynamic.com and you can click on the shop. We're putting up right now where under every product, it's not there all just yet, but I'm, you'll get a video with me explaining how the product works, why it's important. So somebody doesn't just read a label and go, I think this is what I need. And then, so you've got that aspect. You got, you can check out our work at nutrition underscore dynamic for Instagram, or we have our like fitness clothing and like competition side. Cause I've got a full competition team called dynamic divas. And then we also have team alpha. I just don't promote it on the medical page because then people get really confused. It's like, I just want to get ripped why are you showing something about overcoming type 2 diabetes on a regular page? So we have two different pages. And the other page, instead of being nutrition dynamic, is aesthetic underscore dynamic. And you can check out how we do fitness and how we do medical. Get on there, the inspiring stories that we post every day. I've got a full team of coaches, 22 coaches all over the world that work one-on-one, -on -one, just like we're talking, to help you get through the conditions that you are going under. Help you from a functional perspective, but also give you a nutritional and workout structure, meet with you, daily check-in system. We are really building out a format that is here to help anybody, anyone in the world reach their potential. And that is the goal of Nutrition Dynamics. So there's my shameless plug. You can check us out again, www.nutritiondynamic.com. We will have our podcast coming out in about a month, new NU Function Radio with Jason Theobald. So I um, can't wait to bring that guy to you as well. So Love it, love it, love it. And you've touched a little bit on like your legacy and kind of like the overall mission of the business. Now that kind of coincides very nicely with the last question that I like to wrap up every episode with. And that's essentially, how would you like to be remembered? That is, an, um, that is the best. I've done, oh God, I've got at least done 50 podcasts. And that is the, that is the best question I've ever been asked. It's definitely at the end. I want to be remembered when it's all said and done that I left an impact that made the world better before I was here and that people remember the mission of Nutrition Dynamic, which is reaching potential through nutrition and lifestyle change. We have a dynamic way of life. I think I found a way of life that can help millions of people. And I just want the change and the, and the, and the, and the lifestyle impact to go on for generations well past my life. And that is our goal and mission, and we try to work for it every day here at Nutrition Dynamic. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Well, I just want to thank you for your time today, and thank you for coming on to today's episode. We'd thank you, love, We'd love to have you back. I'm sure there's a lot of different directions we could go with all of the knowledge I that you have. I can talk anything. So. Let me on. That's all right. All right. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Vince. All right. Well, thank you so much. It was a pleasure meeting you. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode with Vince. I'll be sure to put all of his info into the show notes in case you want to connect with him, ask him questions. Just a really great man that is so, so giving and so, so supportive with everything. And I have exciting news, guys. So I've decided that I'm going to be working with Vince to help out with my nutrition. I haven't decided the clear path of that yet. I think we're leaning in the direction of doing the show in November, the pro show. 
So what we're gonna start working together, just get some more insights on what's going on health-wise with me. He has a couple other tests he wants to run, but he foresees that things are going to be okay. We actually had another conversation off the air after today's interview and he got some more details. We went through the blood work in a little bit more detail and he is foreseeing that with the removal of the IUD, we should see that things are progressing in a positive direction. So I've booked that appointment for about the middle of August and I'm gonna take you guys on that journey for me because I know there may be some of you out there that are going through a similar process, either struggling with your hormones or wanting to try to get pregnant. You may have competed in the past or perhaps you're thinking about competing and you want some more insight about what kind of impact that might have on you and I wanna bring you along every step of the way with that journey. So whether that means competing or not competing, I wanna give you guys a really clear picture of what that journey is looking like to try to get my period back to try to get myself on a good hormone health to try to get my hormones in a good healthy position to try to have children so that's kind of the inside and the backstory of it I really do appreciate that you guys are coming along and being a part of this journey with me and that you are listening as such an engaged and interested audience I really do appreciate your support and if you have any questions about this, please do reach out. Know that you are not alone. Some of the things that we talked about in today's conversation could be things that you're personally going through and I don't want you to be sitting there suffering in silence. Please do reach out to myself or reach out to Vince so that we can be here, we can answer your questions, we can help support you in your journey. Guys, I'm on a really big mission here and I want to transform 1 million lives, but I need your help. I can't do it alone. I want you to take this episode, share it with just one person. Maybe it's a friend or a family member or maybe a coworker, just one person who could really benefit from the information in this week's episode or perhaps a previous episode. That is how we create impact. That is how we get this movement going. That's how we take people from feeling tired and just not having a fulfilled life and we put them into fulfilling their full potential. So I challenge you guys to share this with just one person. It would mean the world to me. And as always, head on over to iTunes, subscribe so that you never miss an episode. They come out every single Thursday. That is my commitment to all of you guys so that you guys can continually grow, expand, and fulfill your full potential. Have a great week. We'll catch you next time. Lots of love. Ange.